0: Good morning, Nevada County. Thank you for joining us on this very important Town Hall, uh, where we will be providing you an update on the Jones Fire. I want to start out by thanking the community for your responsiveness and for following the evacuation orders. And thank you for the overwhelming support for our firefighters and first responders who are out in the field, literally in triple degree heat, keeping our community and neighborhoods safe the active engagement from our community is key to our success in an emergency. So this morning, our panelists, um, Chief Estes will be joining us soon. Um, Nevada County Consolidated Fire District Fire Marshal Terry McMahon, Nevada County Sheriff Shannon Moon, Nevada County Emergency Operations Center Coordinator, Lieutenant Bob Jacobs, and Nevada County Social Services Director, Rachel Roots. So thank you, YubaNet, for hosting a town hall today and to all our media partners for helping share information to the public. So at this point, I'm gonna go ahead and hand it over to Sheriff Moon. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Alice, and, and, and literally the, the same uh, comments, YubaNet. Uh, thank you so much for uh, keeping all of us connected and, and making sure we get out a, a very consistent, but a, also a very timely message to our community. Uh, So the Jones Fire, uh, Monday morning, early morning. uh, Fortunately, we had uh, some sheriff's office staff that were really able to to join at the hip with our fire partners and uh, really start looking at the impacts of of what a terrain-driven, remote, uh, very steep canyon fire um, coming up right there out of that that Jones Bar area. We had staff uh, really making sure that we were connected with the information, uh, trying to get as much information as we could out at, at the time. You know, the, the reality of it is, is, you know, working in, in collaboration with our fire partners is, is extremely critical. And we've done a lot of training in the last couple of years and, and literally the last, uh, this whole campaign with being prepared. And we really, uh, you know, have to implement some of those plans right now. So you know, getting our incident command with our sheriff's office uh, the partners that we have in, in the local uh, area with our municipalities, our Grass Valley Police Department, Nevada City Police Department, huge impacts for them uh, on, on depending on where this fire goes. Uh, the, the help we have from the California Highway Patrol in the California State Parks has, has been critical during this uh, last couple of days. We've reached out for, for mutual aid, uh, not only for the assistance with uh, affecting some of the orders that we've we've put out in joint command. Uh, but also with those roving patrols. Because once we start evacuating folks, uh, you know, uh, I've been personally evacuated in the past. My family uh, on this particular fire has been evacuated. Uh, You're always wondering, you know, how your property is and making sure that it's safe. So we've got a lot of roving patrols, mutual aid from a lot of agencies up and down the state. Uh, You know, the resource draw for, for fire is the same with law. We've got a lot of communities affected by fire right now. So uh, we appreciate the mutual aid res- uh, response. We've had response from uh, sheriff's offices up and down, uh, Sacramento, Placer, uh, Calaveras, Tuolumne, reached out and I had conversations with uh, Yuba uh, and uh, El Dorado. We're all kind of uh, making sure we have the resources that, that, uh, that we need. And you know, looking at where our evacuation plans are, we're gonna have uh, Lieutenant Jacobs talk specifically about Some of the the dashboard and and what we can put out and and just really looking forward to hearing some some comments and questions from the community and what we can do to uh, to help put out this this information is is uh, what I'm hoping we can accomplish tonight or this morning.
0: So, Pascal, I have chief Estes who's joining me in my office and so I'll go ahead and um, I'll have him introduce himself. Thank you, Pascal.
2: Thank you.
3: Okay, thank you, Allison. And good morning, everyone. Um, I, I can't echo uh, Sheriff Moon's comments more. Um, th- this has been an extremely dynamic incident over the last uh, 48 to 72 hours. Uh, and, and really, as we, you know, as the sun rose this morning, under a, a thick blanket of, of smoke that, that is covering most of Nevada County and uh, our in our uh, neighboring counties. Um, What we're facing right now is is truly a a siege type of situation across Northern California. We have large uh, active fires burning uh, in um, in Nevada, in Butte, in Sonoma, in uh, Lake, in Napa, in Tehama, uh, and multiple counties in uh, the central and southern part of the state. Um, Our resources are extremely depleted right now. Um, between state and local resources, and um, but this fire here, the Jones Fire, is still very much a priority to the state of California and to the coordinating groups. And the reason for that is uh, is because, you know, of the, the, the continued threat of this fire to our communities here in both unincorporated and incorporated areas within Nevada County. Um, you know, the, the, the work that went in in the first 48 hours on this fire with all our allied agencies uh, being in unified command with state parks, with Nevada County Consolidated Fire District, and with the Nevada County Sheriff's Office has been instrumental in our success to this point. Um, the Jones Fire is currently sitting at uh, 675 acres. We're still uh, at 5% containment. Um, and and really, it, it's because we're we're really trying to get down into the bottom of that canyon and secure those lines down there before we see before we're comfortable calling our containment percentages um, any higher. We did have some spot fires and some trouble in the late afternoon yesterday that that uh, that kept us at that uh, at that five percent containment. Um, you know, Sheriff Moon and, and uh, Lieutenant Jacobs will talk specifically about the evacuations, but. We've had we've had a um, a combined effort uh, from uh, both aviation ground resources from uh, our local agencies and state resources from all over the region that that, uh, have just been doing an amazing job. So um, I want to, you know, thank the county of Nevada, the staff here at the Rood Center. Um, We are going to be moving our base camp over to the Nevada County Fairgrounds and that and that's purely uh, just because we we we've got parking issues and uh, and we're trying to take care of logistically take care of you know hundreds of firefighters um, and we just need a little bit more breathing room. So, but I can't express my thanks to Allison, uh, the Board of Supervisors, and the staff here at the Root Center for your cooperation and help. And uh, um, it, it's it's uh, it's my pledge to all of our. Residents uh, here in Nevada County, that this is a top priority this fire, and it will remain until we get 100% containment. So, thank you.
2: And can we maybe uh, switch to who wants to go next? Uh, Bobby, you want to go next and talk a little bit about the uh, OES? What, what is going on at OES?
4: Absolutely, Pascal, can you hear me okay? Okay, great. Perfectly. Lieutenant Bob Jacobs with the Sheriff's Office here in Nevada County. I'm your Emergency Operations uh, Coordinator and EOC Director. Uh, yeah, I wanna touch on evacuations, but first uh, I wanna put a shout out to uh, everybody working here in Nevada County Government, um, our Emergency Operations Center. Is staffed with individuals from a number of different departments uh, throughout your county. And I just want to say that I've never been so impressed with a group of people in my entire life. Uh, These people are working an average of 15 hour days right now, making sure that they do everything that they can to support the efforts of the first responders that are out there on the front lines, keeping everybody safe. So I do appreciate that. And we have a wonderful team of folks in here that are are working as hard as they can to keep everybody supported and to keep that public information flowing uh, at a rate that's responsible and get you the most accurate information possible. Uh, I wanna touch on evacuations. Uh, It was mentioned uh, that there may be some confusion out there as far as some of the language uh, revolving around evacuations. So I just wanna touch on that real briefly. Uh, If you hear that there is an area that's under a mandatory evacuation order, that is an order to leave your home immediately. That is an area that we close off and we restrict traffic to. We do hard closure roadblocks. We do not allow people to go in. It's because we feel that that area is in immediate and imminent threat of fire. Uh, We also have evacuation warnings that we issue. Those are areas that we feel uh, there is a potential that the fire could move to uh, if we see uh, major drastic changes in the fire. And so we'll push out those warnings to give people as much advance notice as possible. Uh, If you get an evacuation warning, uh, that is a a clue to get that go bag that you already had put together, get that go bag ready, possibly even put it in your vehicle, make sure your vehicles are fueled up and keep up your situational awareness. That means monitor a number of different news outlets. Uh, You wanna listen to the radio, you wanna look at television news, you wanna tune into our Nevada County dashboard. want to subscribe to things like our twitter feed both the sheriff's department as well as oes Uh, subscribe to our facebook pages and follow those these are all great outlets there is no one tool for perfect information you need to subscribe to a number of different tools and you need to get the information coming in a number of different outlets so that you're fully informed of what's happening in your area we want to talk a little bit about wildfire safety Uh, we want you to stay situationally aware okay we want you to find your five if you haven't already identified those five, now is the time to do it. There's nothing like a crisis to get everybody in that mode of preparation and preparedness. So now is definitely the time to reach out to those five individuals that you already identified, start checking in with them, ask them about potential sheltering options. If you do have to uh, evacuate your home, or if you're under a warning and there's a potential that you have to evacuate your home, you wanna make sure that you have somewhere to go. Uh, we have our director of social services on, Rachel Roos. She's gonna talk here in a little bit about temporary evacuation points. But we all know that we've been living under COVID for a number of months, which makes sheltering a population extremely difficult. It complicates things immensely. So we wanna make sure that those five folks that you have identified, that you're talking about potential sheltering options that you have somewhere else to go. We also wanna make sure that uh, you understand how to use the Ready Nevada County dashboard. Uh, please understand that this is a brand new tool. We just launched this tool approximately a month ago. Uh, this has been an incredibly handy tool. But it's not without its issues. It's technology. Anytime that you launch a new technology platform, there's going to be bugs. We're working through those. Our GIS team, I want to put a huge shout out to our GIS team. They stood this application up a month ago. This is the first time that we've used this during a live application. And I'm extremely impressed with the dedication of that team to keep the dashboard up and running. We have had a couple of instances where the dashboard went down. They were able to quickly get that dashboard back up. We're working hand in hand with our partners with the Sheriff's Search and Rescue Evacuation Team. They're mapping in real time what's happening out there in the field, and then they're providing that information to us, which we then put up on our dashboard. Uh, But please, again, understand that we know that the dashboard is not without its its troubles and its hiccups, and we're doing everything we can to to patch those issues and to work through those. If I can, I'd like to share my screen and pull the dashboard up and just go through a couple of the features on the dashboard that we've heard some concern about and I wanna, I wanna explain to people how to overcome some of the, the struggles and issues that they're having. Pascal, can you see my screen? Absolutely, perfect. Is my screen visible? Yes, your screen is visible. Okay, so you'll see up on my screen, this is the Ready Nevada County dashboard, and the tab that I have active is the Wildfire and Evacuation Incident dashboard. This is the most important tab right now since we have an active incident going on. As you can see, centered in this tab is a map of Nevada County depicting the area of Grass Valley and Nevada City and just to the northwest of that. Indicated in the middle of these uh, colored shapes, you'll see here is our fire, our fire perimeter. It's outlined in dark red with black sl- uh, slashes across it. That is the most up to date intelligence that we have as far as where, where the fire is currently at around that you'll notice these immediate areas in pink these are what we call our immediate evacuation order zones Uh, if you've been monitoring this dashboard and you've been keeping up you will have noticed that these zones have grown in size over the last 48 hours as the fire has grown and the threat has gotten bigger we've increased those mandatory evacuation order areas both to the north and to the southwest you'll see the yellow shaded areas those are our evacuation warning areas those are the areas that we we have put out code red notifications warning people of the potential of an evacuation. And then in the very southern edge here, you'll see that this is a green zone. Uh, Up until last night, that zone was also under an evacuation warning. However, in consultation with the fire department and law, uh, they decided that it was safe to go ahead and lift that warning and to go ahead and allow people who had voluntarily chosen to leave that area to go ahead and come back into that area. So that area is no longer in a warning or order area. We've had some some questions about being able to see and identify roads. I want to bring to everybody's attention that there is the ability to zoom. In the bottom right corner of the map, there's a plus and a minus. You can use that to zoom or you can take your mouse and you can double click on the screen and it'll zoom into an area and it'll bring in those roads into more detail so that you can see those roads. You can zoom in and you can tell if an actual road is under an evacuation order or possibly in a warning area. For those folks that want to quickly be able to locate their address, in the upper right-hand corner of the map is several icons. The one on the left is a search bar. If you type in an address, like the Root Center here in Nevada City, it'll center the map over the Root Center, and it'll highlight it in a teal color. So it'll bring you exactly to that location that you're looking for, which will help you identify whether or not your residence or a family member or a friend is within any of these evacuation zones, be it an order zone or a warning zone. On the left-hand side of the dashboard is a pane that has these different metrics. We tell you how many evacuation orders are currently out there, how many warnings, if there's any shelter-in-place orders, or how many evacuated shelters there are. At the bottom of that, there are a couple of arrows. If you click on one of those arrows, it'll take you to more metrics about the fire. As Chief Estes talked about, right now, the fire is at approximately 675 acres with a 5% containment. You'll notice that that containment changed. Yesterday, it was approximated at 20% 20 containment, but because of a little bit of fire growth, that containment went down to 5%. This is not uncommon, and you'll see data like this change. It doesn't mean that the data is wrong. It just means that things are dynamic and they're constantly changing. So again, this is a good place to come to see what those changes are and how they might affect you there's a legend immediately to the right of those metrics that explains what some of these icons are on the map. We have listed on there our animal shelters, which right now we have our animal shelter at the fairgrounds in Nevada County in, in Grass Valley. It'll also show you the location of the temporary evacuation points that we've set up. Right now we have three of those. And it'll, it'll indicate that fire perimeter that I talked about. I also wanna draw your attention to the right side of this, this map This is where you can find our OES Twitter feed. And it'll also give you information about code red alerts. If you want to see the text of a code red alert, you can pull up the five most recent code reds that went out. It gives you the option to listen to the audio message that accompanied that code red. You can also view the text of it by clicking View Email Message. Or if you want to see the actual area for which this code red went out, you can click on View the Map, and it'll pull that up. And as you can see on my screen, it's a mirror image of the evacuation warning that we put out late yesterday for that area uh, just north of your county government center. We also have Nixle alerts on here for Truckee if we had an incident up in the Truckee area. But again, our Twitter feed is on here. And we con- we, we, uh, typically we will share Twitter feeds from sources such as CAL FIRE and the Sheriff's Office, uh, OES. It's a great source of information up to date as far as what's going on as fast as we can push that to you and that's those are the high points that uh, we've been getting a lot of questions about I apologize let me stop sharing my screen those are the high points as far as the dashboard for the concerns and the questions that we've been getting relating to that Uh, we've also been getting questions about uh, where can I? When can I go back to my house? When is it going to be safe to repopulate? Again, that dashboard is going to be the best location to see information as far as evacuation zones. If we're going to change an order zone to a warning zone, uh, if we do that, you'll see that indicated on the dashboard. We will change the color of that zone and you'll be able to zoom in or search for your address to see if that zone has changed. Uh, we will also If we change an order area to a warning area, we will push out a code red and we will notify you that you are clear to repopulate your home, yet you'll still be under a warning area. So we'll push that information out in a number of different ways. We'll also push it out on our social media and we'll push it out to the the media at large. Uh, A number of people are calling in wanting to know if their house is okay. Uh, We wanna let you know that the County of Nevada, along with the Sheriff's Department, OES and Cal Fire, we're currently conducting damage assessments. But understand that the fire is still very active. It's dangerous to send people into this area to do comprehensive damage assessments. So that information is still being compiled now. Uh, Once we have these damage assessments we will begin to message those areas of damage and our intent is to create a public uh, resource for up to date information so that folks can find out if they live in this area, whether or not their homes are affected by this. Uh, We're setting up a system to provide resources for those folks who have sustained damage or a total loss. Uh, we've also been getting questions about why didn't i get the code red code red is dependent many times on uh, where you're at uh, depending on where we draw the line code red is a great system but it's not a perfect system you'll notice if you zoom in on those evacuation areas uh, many of our areas are very close uh, such as morgan ranch where an evacuation order area butted right up to an evacuation warning area Uh, we got calls from people that said that they got both the order And the warning again, that's where the dashboard can come in extremely handy. You can zoom in and you can delineate and tell whether or not you're in the order area or the warning area. Uh, This time, I think I'm going to turn it over to our director of social services, Rachel Rachel Roos, and she can explain to you the concept of the temporary evacuation points. She can give you information about where those locations are and what type of services you can expect there.
5: Great. Thank you so much. Um, I feel like I learned a lot. Actually, I've been in Uh, You know, I've I've been with uh, Bob Jacobs for the last two days, but I just learned a lot about that dashboard that I didn't know previously. So thank you. Um, I also wanted just to give a um, huge thank you to county staff who have been staffing those temporary evacuation points and also our cooling centers for the last um, four days. And there are people who've been working around the clock, literally around the clock, um, to make sure that those facilities are available for people. Um, who are in need. So, just a big thank you there. So, I wanted to talk a little bit about the difference between a temporary evacuation point uh, versus a traditional shelter. This is a new system for us. It's also a new system for the American Red Cross, and we're working together, I think, really well to navigate that system. But we are trying to keep um, we're trying to keep our citizens safe, both. Um, physically safe and well and also provide any shelter needs um, provide for any shelter needs so um, we want folks to stay healthy out there and just in this uh, combination of wildfire uh, COVID crisis and heat emergency we are um, trying to balance all of those needs. So right now we do have cooling centers um, open our we've had cooling centers open as I mentioned since Saturday currently we have a Grass Valley Charter School that will be staffed as a cooling center. What that means is there'll be cold water available, there'll be air conditioning available, there'll be seating available. We are doing COVID screenings as well. Um, That center will be staffed from 12 until eight today. That's our only independent cooling center um, at this time. The temporary evacuation points can also serve as cooling centers if people are in need in those areas. So um, a temporary evacuation point that currently um, is available. We currently have those available at Ready Springs Elementary School in Penn Valley. We also have another one at Alder Creek School in Truckee, and we have a third location available at Cottage Hill in South County. And actually, let me just take a minute to say a big thank you to our school staff, our local school staff in all areas of our county have come together and provided Um, janitorial staff, facilities staff, administrative staff to help us um, meet the needs in those areas. So um, with a temporary evacuation point, what we're looking to do in cooperation with the Red Cross is uh, make sure that people have information, make sure that people have um, snacks and cold water and um, that they have the information they need to make sure that their animal's needs are cared for as well. Um, as their own sheltering needs. So we're really looking to find out, um, we're really looking to help people um, identify where they might be able to go. And if uh, they're unable to go, um, if if they don't have family or friends in the area, or they're not able to shelter in other locations, um, these temporary evacuation points really are um, meant to be as, as, uh, as, stated in the name, temporary. So Red Cross is um, finding shelter in hotels, not necessarily local hotels. What we're finding is mostly people are, uh, mostly the hotel rooms that are available right now are in the and Yuba City area, some in Truckee as well, um, and some in the Sacramento and Chico areas. So there are a number of emergencies, I know we've talked about this on this panel already, a number of emergencies throughout the state of California. And so the American Red Cross is, um, really pooling all of their resources to get needs met. We currently have 89 people housed um, by the American Red Cross in different, or sheltered um, in different temporary locations, um, hotel rooms. That's uh, about 40 hotel rooms total. Um, there have been many more people than that served at the transitional um are at the temporary evacuation points um, and triaged. And uh, some people are choosing to stay in their cars uh, with animals or to stay closer to their homes in case they are repopulated sooner rather than later. Um, And we are available providing food, providing, um, as I said, information. Um, And uh, I think that, Covers I definitely want to uh, remind people to call 211 if you have any information. We are keeping um, our stats updated. We're making sure that people who come into the temporary evacuation points know where to get information, that they know how to use um, the dashboard. We have been helping people also access the mobile app, and hopefully we can talk a little bit about that, um, because I know that that has been a stressor for some people trying to access it when all they have are their phones. Um, And so uh, we will continue to staff those locations throughout this emergency. Um, We'll definitely be there through today and tomorrow um, at all three locations. Um, And again, sorry, uh, go ahead and dial 211 for any information needs for any um, resource needs, and they will help connect you to social services in the area, help connect you to American Red Cross, help connect you to the temporary evacuation points if you're not sure where they are or what they can help with. So um, yeah, we just really want people to stay safe, and we want to get you connected. If you need anything at all, please visit one of those points or call
2: 211. Thank you so much, Rachel. Um, so the uh, most of the questions are that, that we're getting are when can we get uh, go back home? Uh, has the fire jumped Highway 49? I think we've addressed that numerous times. And uh, also, we ha- right now we have a um, a power outage that's affecting parts of uh, Grass Valley uh, and the 174 corridor. It is not related to the fire. It is not a rolling blackout, so it's probably just a an unplanned outage. But um, Chief Estes, could you maybe address the uh, uh, what the situation is and when people, uh, if there's rep- uh, population, if there's any consideration of that? Yes. Um,
3: thanks, Pascal. So, real, real quick, and, and I, I've been watching these questions come in, and so maybe I could try to answer a few of them uh, real quickly, and then and then I'll shift to the repopulation thing with Sheriff Moon, but. So the the fire has not crossed Highway 49. Our objectives uh, as they've been from the beginning are to keep the fire from crossing Highway 49, the fire from crossing Jones Bar Road, the fire from crossing Newtown Road on the south, and the fire from crossing uh, the the main South Fork of of the Yuba. So the fire is at the edge of Highway 49 toward the top of the drainage um, and it did hit Newtown Road and, and we had a couple small spots across Newtown but we've held it at Newtown Road in a fairly small section as uh, as you saw when, uh, when uh, Lieutenant Jacobs showed you the map that that uh, top end of the fire there is squared off that's where it hit Newtown Road but um, it has not crossed any of our control lines to this point. So as uh, Lieutenant Jacobs and Sheriff Moon were talking about when we, when, before we do the repopulation, the first thing that the unified incident commanders do is look at number one, what is the threat for the fire to continue to expand and negatively impact those communities? We never want to evacuate people twice, and, and we realize that it's a, it's an inconvenience, and, and we take that inconvenience and, um, and and we understand your frustration. We take it very very seriously, and we're discussing it each and every day. Um, trying to be as proactive as possible and i think you saw that um, by the fact that we lifted the evacuation warning this morning for that for that grass valley area so once that fire threat has been mitigated and that's not quite there yet then we'll look at the other elements for instance is the infrastructure you know as pg and e reset the lines do we have you know any propane issues so once they make sure that the area is safe then uh, the sheriff's office can uh, uh, can go ahead and, and reduce that from a uh, order to a warning and start to repopulate. We also have to make sure the road systems are um, uh, able to handle that incoming traffic. When we do hard closures like the one that's in place at Newtown and uh, 49, we have to make sure that there's been no negative impact to the road system down tree lines, potential for things like that. So it, 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 it is a little more complicated than just lifting the evacuation uh, order um, but it's something we discuss every single morning throughout the day and close every night out with that and, and it is a priority for us anything else pascal on that
2: if i unmute myself it's much easier um, no thank, uh, thank you thank
3: I, I, you yeah. real quick i'm sorry and i saw one that just came in from Looks like Greg Arschbald and, and and he's asking about the cement hill evacuation order expansion. Really, we, we had, as I said earlier, we had two spot fires. Um, uh, kind of at the heel and up one of the flanks of the fire yesterday in the heat of the day that uh, caused us some concern about the fire running up the left flank and crossing 49 and negatively impacting the cement hill area. So that is uh, that is Uh, Why we expanded that evacuation area with the sheriff's office. Those spot fires were contained late, late afternoon with the use of uh, very aggressive aviation resources. We got dozers all the way to the bottom and hand crews to the bottom and contained those spots. So um, we're very happy about that.
2: Perfect. And uh, Sheriff Moon, can you uh, talk a little bit, we get quite a few questions also via the email, of people concerned about the safety, especially if they have evacuated, about safety of their homes, about possible, there are rumors of uh, looting going around.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Pascal. Uh, clearly, that's a concern for us. And that's, that's the reason for the mutual aid request from our law enforcement partners, uh, to making sure that we could accomplish those roving patrols in all of the areas that we've uh, have under that evacuation order. Uh, you know countless uh, staff from from around our region coming to help us with that. Uh, we've had no reports of any theft uh, in that area. We've had uh, again probably more uh, more police presence, law enforcement presence in some of those areas uh, than, than most people have seen uh, in, in a normal uh, day-to- day activity in Nevada County. Uh, because that, that clearly that's a that's a priority and a goal for us is to making sure uh, that we keep those areas uh, secured while while folks are out of their homes. Uh, you know the uh, the questions about uh, when we're gonna repopulate and you know the minute we provide an evacuation order, we start a, a repopulation plan because that's our number one goal. Uh, it, it's a it's a it's a, it's a big decision to to ask people to to leave their homes Uh, we've been on that plan we're in joint command with our fire uh, partners and making sure that it's a it's a safe decision Uh, and a lot of that has to do with the infrastructure Uh, and and we 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 see a lot of the comments on the chat about the power and pg&e and that's a big question right that we want to make sure that we have uh, addressed before any uh, repopulation is uh is allowed and again, those we really need to make sure that we keep the roadways clear for the suppression, uh, for that, for the you know we we you see the fire apparatus and the tr- in the trucks. There's not a lot of a room on some of our county roads, so making sure that it's safe for for and they don't have to um, you know worry about you know cross traffic and uh, the community being inside. Uh, I saw some questions about uh, being able to to go back in and check on animals you know, animals are are very important to us here in Nevada County. We understand that. uh, And and that also is a priority. So on day one, when we first started uh, the evacuations, we we, uh, stood up our animal evacuation area over at the fairgrounds, uh, over at gate eight, we have a a wonderful uh, group of uh, dedicated volunteers uh, with the Nevada County Animal uh, Evacuation Group along with uh, the animal control officers from my office doing a tremendous job over there uh, the, the reality of that is is just making sure uh, if you have a question about getting back in you know we can do some some safe uh, escorts for that uh, especially for some of those large animals uh, the, the you can either contact folks over there at gate 8 at the fairgrounds uh, or the the animal evacuation uh, phone number we'll put that out on on social media and make sure everybody has it um, but the phone number I was given was a uh, area code 530-557-5474. So that would be a, a great resource if you have an animal question, uh, maybe need to get an escort in uh, to, to check on animals if, if we uh, evacuated in, in, in haste. And we really want to make sure that, that we have uh, safety for our animals out there.
2: Um,
1: any other uh, questions, Pascal, that you want me to address?
2: Uh, I am, look, I'm going through the, the questions that we got from the, on the uh, town yeah. hall email. And uh, we have, uh, for you, it is a, a lot of the uh, uh, questions are as well, if you, uh, if you would be willing and able to help people once it's safe to return. So, uh for people to, to get back? Because uh, of course, a lot of your officers saved, uh, uh, helped with uh, evacuations. And uh, now people are asking if the council can have help when it's safe to go back and when uh, when the evacuations are lifted.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The, the, we're not gonna just pack up and leave uh, once we get the all clear from the from the fire. Uh, we're gonna stay in the, in the community and we're gonna make sure that we're available for whatever services uh, our community needs. Uh, to get back into their homes. Like I said, once we make an evacuation order, uh, you know, step two for that order is repopulation plan and making sure that uh, we do just as much on the front end uh, or on the back end as we did on the front end to making sure people get back uh, into their into their residences.
2: Great and uh, uh, if we can, uh, if you could put that phone number that you referenced, if that could be, uh, if somebody could put that in the chat please and then, Of course, people want to go to go back and uh, they also want to be safe. And then um, we are getting more questions about the uh, what the confirmed structures are. And a lot of questions about uh, the uh, John Woolman uh, Center. Is there anybody who can definitively speak to that one?
3: I'll speak first to it, and then I'll, I'll turn it over to either uh, Shannon or Bob. Um, so the the woman school was impacted uh, fairly heavily by the fire. Um, I, the firefighters did an amazing job in protecting and saving the majority of uh, um, of the historic and large permanent structures uh, and infrastructure around the school. Um, there 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 were there was some uh, destruction to. Some outbuildings and some of the smaller um, cabins our, our damage inspection team just finished up yesterday with the specifics on that and is working with county uh, with the county and uh, with the sheriff's office to ensure that we have that information accurate so that that uh, that information can be released.
1: Yeah, and, and just to add to that, uh, we have talked with uh, with a couple of homeowners uh, just just because they already knew, uh, so some folks out there already know, and, and so it's not necessarily whether we're releasing anything. You know, individual folks, uh, you know, the, the reality is is if, if you have a very specific uh, question about whether my home uh, survived, uh, you know, the, the 2 on one provide your contact information, as soon as we can get the, the damage estimates confirmed, uh, we'll, we'll be making some contacts with folks uh, and, and try to, to resolve some of that, some of that angst because I, I, I'm sure it's out there and, and I know we hear you and uh, I just put that on uh, priority one for, for our team. Uh, we was there last night and, and just to reiterate with them that that is the, the priority f- uh, for today for us.
2: Perfect. Thank you very much. Um, can we uh, talk a little bit about the, um, with the expanded evacuation area, there is now a, um, there are now several calls for people to actually leave uh, some um, code, uh, some uh, accesses of the river closed. So because the uh, advisory zone right now goes all the way to Edwards Crossing. And is that, has that been done out of concern that uh, if there are too many people at the river, if there are spot fires, that it's uh, too hard for people to get out and for firefighters to get in?
1: Yeah, yeah. Joint command, when we're making those decisions, it's exactly what we think of. Uh, We look at uh, not only the terrain for getting that, the, the, the large apparatus, you know, clearly uh, we've, we've seen whether it, it's the it increases from covid whether it's not whether it's uh, the people that just really enjoy our community and our and our river it's a, it's a it's that that you know i've lived here for for i'm not going to tell you how old i am uh, but i've lived here my whole life and, and i've been enjoying uh, the river uh, it's one of the reasons why i stay in this community just this, the not just the you know the, the beautiful nature of, of our community um, but we've seen a lot of impacts uh, the last few months with with a lot of traffic, uh, both at the Edwards and, and Purdon areas, uh, not to mention up in the Bowman Lake area, uh, Bowman Lake Road area. So, you know, those are the things we think of when we look at those lines, making those decisions, uh, listening with our our fire experts on fire behavior and uh, what the best uh, locations from for some of those lines were. Uh, you know, last night looking at the impacts and listening to our fire uh, experts talking about the fire behavior, uh, that that's why the advisory levels, uh, in, you know, went farther north and uh, in, in the city of Grass Valley to making sure that, um, you know, the impacts that that advisory was having on uh, some of the infrastructure of, of the city of Grass Valley was was relieved. So uh, we could focus on uh, a lot of the questions that I've seen uh, on the chat line here is, is where's is the fire headed right now? And, and Chief, has just, uh, I know you said at the very beginning, maybe we could just do another uh, brief uh, look at where the, the conditions of the fire are currently and what our, our planning uh, what, the, what we were all told this morning on what our plans are for today for uh, how we're going to suppress this thing
3: Yeah, the, um just just to reiterate um, I saw a number of those um, I saw a number of those questions regarding where is the fire headed so um, I, I would say I'm, we're very secure with with the uh, with the impact to the top end of, of Newtown and the top end of Jones bar as to keeping that area contained. Our number one concern right now is what, if we look at the, the, the bottom of the drainage being the heel of the fire, meaning the bottom, and then Newtown being the top of the fire and looking at that from, from uh, north to south, the left side of the fire as in uh, that threat um, to crossing 49 uh, and impacting the up, upper part of um, Highway 49 uh, is our number one priority, period. And, uh, and that's where we are committing a, a, a lot of our resources. Simultaneously, like I said, we got dozers into the bottom across uh, the creek and uh, worked hand crews from the top and dozers from the bottom to try to secure the right flank or the right side of the fire as it comes out of the canyon and ties into um, essentially just downslope down, down from Jones Bar Road. So our number one priority is the left flank of the fire, that's what's going to be most impacted by our daily gradient winds in the afternoon. And that's where we're committing, uh, committing most of our resources. Right now, we are holding things within the containment lines. You know, and, and one of the things that um, we have to understand is that when we give those containment percentages of 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, et cetera, you know, that, that's when we can stand back and say that if we do nothing except monitor it, that fire will not move. That's not where we're at right now we are holding the fire within retardant lines from the aircraft or keeping it in check with ground resources. Um, but there, but that potential still exists until we actually get those flanks secured.
6: And just touching real quick on the Yuba River um, crossings and that. I know early on in the fire, state parks closed down all that area. So I think they're doing a pretty good job keeping uh,
2: folks out of that area yes but there's there's still um there's a lot of people that i like um saying please close the rivers close purden close edwards just out of uh safety concerns and uh, but that is probably a decision that either state parks for purden and blm for uh, edwards would have to to be uh involved in that and um uh, could we, uh, go back one more time, uh, Rachel with the, with the resources? Um, if you could, uh, so two, one, one is the, the best way to start out, uh, to get help, be that for, to evacuate to later on when it's a uh, repopulation time. And also, uh, we, we now have a, a very large power outage and, uh, with the heat, people are incredibly concerned now. So could you just briefly recap this, please?
5: Yeah, absolutely. So, and we are working, we just, um, since we've been on the call, I've been uh, working on figuring out an alternate plan for the cooling center in Grass Valley. Um, We are going to keep, we're going to try and get that covered with generators and see what we can do about making sure that that um, is available to people, so um, more, you know, more to be determined on that. That's really a new development. This power outage, so. Um, Right now, the Cottage Hill uh, TEP and the Alder Creek TEP are not experiencing power outages. So, those are still available as cooling centers um, or temporary evacuation points. So, we encourage people to go there and we'll make sure that we get information to 211 and get information up on the websites um, and out to the public just as soon as possible when we know if anything changes with that Grass Valley um, Charter School
2: uh, cooling center today. All right, great. And uh, uh, we're also getting a lot of questions about, uh, can we get a uh, a new perimeter map and a a perimeter map that shows the evacuation zones at the same time? And where are the best uh, ways to get those so that they can be widely distributed?
4: Yeah, Pascal, I can... I can take that, Lieutenant Jacobs. So again, if you go to the Ready Nevada County dashboard, uh, those evacuation zones, both the order zones and the warning zones are depicted on that main map. Uh, the perimeter fire or the fire perimeter is also indicated on that map. It's outlined in dark red and it has the black slashes through it. I'm, I'm seeing that we are getting a number of questions as far as why did the fire perimeter not change from yesterday to today? Uh, it, it did change slightly. the fire grew about 100 acres. And so when you're looking at a map like that, there's not going to be a significant noticeable change in the fire perimeter itself. Uh, Like Chief Vesta said, uh, a lot of of the southernmost portion of that fire, uh, they have under control. So the majority of the fire that's burning out of control is more in the northerly area, down that Highway 49 Rush Creek Canyon area. So that's where most of the efforts are being, are being concentrated at this point but we are doing our best to keep that fire perimeter map updated. Uh, We have folks from the Emergency Operations Center that are attending all the CAL FIRE briefings and looking for updates on that fire perimeter. We are working with our GIS folks to continually keep that fire perimeter up to date because we know that that is a concern with people. They wanna know where the fire is and where exactly is it in relation to our house. Uh, So we are doing everything we can to try to keep that updated. Uh, Another uh, helpful tip for folks that are using the dashboard If you utilize Google Chrome, we found that Google Chrome seems to be one of the most stable browsers for using uh, the dashboard. Avoid Internet Explorer. It does not seem to work well on Internet Explorer. Uh, Firefox seems to work pretty well. Uh, Occasionally, you may have to go in and clear out what they call your browser cache. If you don't know how to do that, it's simple to just Google, how do I clear my browser cache? I did it yesterday, and it took me probably less than two minutes. Uh, So little tips and tricks like that will help. I've also seen a number of questions and comments regarding the mobile application not being super friendly so if you if you're using your cell phone and you go to the ready nevada county dashboard you're going to notice that a lot of those panels are very compressed and it's hard to see information if you click on the very left edge it'll open up the slider bar and you touch the thing that says link if you click that link it'll immediately take you to the mobile friendly version and it opens up that map to almost the entire size of your screen. And then you can use your fingers to zoom in and out just like you would if you were using a mouse on a PC. So hopefully those tips will will aid people in using that dashboard a little more effectively.
2: And I would also like to point out that we got quite a few people who just want to say thank you. Thank you to the firefighters. Thank you to law enforcement and to everybody who is uh, working on this. Uh, And that is really, that is very much uh, Nevada County. That's very. That's very much the uh, the the spirit of Nevada County, and uh, we have. Um, there is now a lot of uh, chatter about the uh, the various outages, the, P- the PG&E outages. But uh, people are also uh, wanting to go back in to just grab a few things they either forgot. Uh, or they have uh, they, they left some some animals there and can we briefly touch on the animal evacuations as well and if there is anything that people need to know about those
1: yeah I'll, I'll take that pascal uh you know the 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 running back in for uh you know quick items you know we we just unfortunately we just don't have time uh in, in the staffing to be able to accommodate uh, you know, a lot of those requests. You know, prescription medication, we, we, if we didn't have a go bag, and we didn't, if we, if we weren't quite prepared enough, uh, you know, calling your doctor, or getting your prescriptions refilled, uh, those types of things are, are gonna have to be accomplished. Animals, uh, you know, we, we do take the, the, the safety of animals very serious, uh, and, and again, uh, if you wanna go down to the uh, animal evacuation area, which is at the fairgrounds at gate eight, um, so right there on that Brighton Street side of, of the fairgrounds there at McCourtney uh, and, and check in with folks and, and put in a request there. Uh, we put the phone number up on the on the uh, web chat so folks could uh, call in. Of course we crashed it uh, and the, the recorder's full. Uh, so you know those are the, we'll continually put those things out. Uh, we'll start doing a little bit more uh, scheduled uh, information out on, um, we've been providing the information uh, to 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 not only Pascal here, but our friends over at KNCO and KBMR, to try and get out as much information for, for clearly for, for folks that aren't as technical uh, or technology uh, gifted as, as Lieutenant Jacobs. Uh, when he says, click here and, and Google this and cache this, he lost me. So uh, recognize, uh, you know, not everybody's in that arena. Uh, and we want to make sure we we have as much information out for everyone in our community and not uh, not, not, you know. It's a, it's a broad brush, it's a layers of information, and, and not, not one of them are perfect, but if we do enough on, on all, all sides, we'll hopefully get enough of that information out. Uh, some of the questions I saw in the chat were about uh, how will I know if my power's out uh, to evacuate. Uh, we have uh, the other layers that we have, not only with that code red uh, notification. If you, if you know, I say when you have power, make sure your devices are all charged. That's part of the, the pre-planning. Uh, but if if you ha- if you find yourself without uh, a power, uh, with a device, or if you, if, you, if the infrastructure for uh, the internet is down, uh, what you're going to see from from your.
2: So I think that uh, Shannon, I don't know about everybody else, but Shannon, you froze. You are frozen here. Um, what is a- <clears throat> ah, and. I believe that right now the Root Center probably just lost power and uh, that those 20 seconds in between when they lose the the, the, the power uh, uh, and their generator comes on, I'm pretty sure they will all uh, log back on. So I by the way, I would also like to apologize that we could not stream this on YouTube. There is... Uh, apparently a new protocol and uh, YouTube uh, did not. uh, They just kicked off the the stream. So it is live on Facebook and I am also so I would like to personally apologize because we organized this meeting and my bad, my fault. So uh, because I know that a lot of people are trying to uh, to get on the meeting, watch it. But this is not a fault. This is not the dashboard. It's not a fault of Nevada County. So, um, this is on this is on me. This is on Ubernet. and hopefully we'll forgive you, Pascal. <laughs> thank, thank you, Terry. It's <laughs> good to hear. Uh, by the way, I just uh, I just finally got an update from pg that is saying that 10,985 people are out of power. It is an unscheduled outage. Uh, It goes from uh, Alta Sierra uh, through um, Cedar Ridge, Union Hill, um, Grass Valley, up to Nevada City, Blue Tent, Willow Valley, Scotts Flat. Everybody is, uh, everybody is out and we have no uh, time of restoration yet. So uh, if you are if you still have power, charge like Bobby just said before. Charge your devices. Uh, be ready because we have we still have uh, a ways to go. And Terry, uh, while we are um, well, it's just the two of us, uh, can <laughs> we <laughs> can uh, could we uh, maybe talk a little bit because uh, Nevada County Consolidated is a unified command with Cal Fire on the on this, and how uh yeah how i just talk to talk a little bit about how that works
6: sure so uh, we're in income uh, unified command with cal fire and we work closely with all our neighboring agencies the fire actually is burning in the nevada county consolidated fire district and at, uh and also partially into the penn valley fire district so maybe a quick update to our um Uh, to the folks uh, about the local fire districts, Uh, Nevada County Consolidated, Grass Valley and Nevada City operate in a joint operational area. Every in-service piece of equipment is in service and on the road right now. We would normally have seven uh, engines or, or apparatus available on any given day. We have nine right now. And bear in mind, we still have a strike team out in the Angeles National Forest. So that's taken a few people out. So out of our 34 employees, 31 are on duty for the foreseeable future. Uh, Two are out on injury and one is out of town. So um, our mechanics uh, also are working around the clock to keep our equipment on the road and uh, In fact, today, they're the one piece of equipment we have out of service. They're actually replacing the transmission. So they're on their way to Modesto to pick one up and hopefully have it back on the road tonight. All our chief officers are on duty. And um, like I said, we work hand in hand with our neighboring agencies. I talked to the Penn Valley Fire Chief, Chief Wagner, and Penn Valley has a staff of 12. So three quarters of their uh, staff is on duty covering their stations and a quarter of their staff is assigned to the fire and and they're kind of in the same situation as us. All but three of uh, their folks are on duty. And um, we, we will, uh, you know, be uh, staffing for the foreseeable future and maybe some just disc- kind of different things from what we've been talking about when when we fight fires in our local area you know our our law enforcement partners our, our fire fighters that live in the area it's, it's kind of tough on them because not only are we working uh, law enforcement working to evacuate folks and our firefighters of course are staffing equipment it's the the families you know how our, our spouses our loved ones, um you know it's kind of difficult to not drop what we're doing and what our uh, what we're supposed to be doing to go help them so it's a little different when you're uh, when you live in the area where the fire is affecting you um, one other quick thing i'd like to add is um, i'd like uh, see everybody use our social media outlets whether it's uh, Ubinet, um the the radio stations KVMR, KNCO, uh, the union. um, We ask you not to call the fire district's offices or the fire stations for updates on the incident. Um, The last few days here in our office, we have been just overwhelmed with calls. And um, of course that ties up our phone line for when we do need to to call out and get, um, get information out. So we ask you use our local media and uh, that's all i have for right now
2: hey you know what you thank you very thank very much and we have uh the root center contingent is back online so i'm i'm so glad it's just my network that has hiccups every once in a while um so uh can we just maybe briefly recap one uh one more time uh if the power is out, um, how will I know that I have to evacuate now, Shannon?
1: Yeah, I, I thought I thought maybe I crashed this. You did, <laughs> yeah. I, <it's>, that that <laughs> happens a lot. Um, you know, the, the power outage really affects a lot yes. of how people get notified. Uh, what we're also experiencing—it's a layered. Um, notification. We like to use the code red. It's a very quick, easy, fast, effective way to notify folks. Uh, the next layer of that is the the officers, deputies out in the neighborhoods going door to door. This couple of uh, months ago, Office of Emergency Services we launched the uh, the tags that County evacuated tag. So once you evacuate places. Uh, Tag uh, on your you know, gate, your mailbox, your address marker, so that law enforcement knows that you've already evacuated. That helps when we're looking at time restraints, right? When we're driving down those uh, driveways, you don't have to go down a long driveway. You already see the tag, so we, we, we some people uh, display those tags during this evacuation. So that's good to know. The other important piece in the situational awareness. Not only are the officers very specifically in that neighborhood doing those evacuations, they're going to have that high low siren. And we talked a lot last year about the high low siren um, across the state uh, evacuations using the high low siren. So it doesn't matter if you're on vacation or in a new area, you hear that high low siren, very distinctive siren. You're not going to hear that siren for anything else uh, unless it's a, a, to evacuate. We, we were using that HILO siren quite a bit yesterday uh, and, and, uh, and on Monday. So those are the, the ways in which, you know, if you hear that, it's because it's an order to evacuate. But clearly, if you're going to be right on that line, uh, and we talked about the imperfect uh, code red, the, the areas for evacuation, order and advisory, clearly it could be literally it's a line drawn on a map. So, you know, some people say, should I leave if I get a warning? Uh, you know, the warning is meant to say, this is another uh, ability for you to, to increase your preparedness. Nothing says that, that if, you, if you don't feel safe, uh, you can evacuate whenever you want. Um, I have family that were not in the order area, they were not in the advisory area. They chose to evacuate because they, they just felt better to do that. And I say that that's your comfort. That's your comfort level. Um, just checking in with your friends and family, That that five making sure they know that you've already evacuated. So they're not worried about you, especially if they live outside the area. We have a lot of folks that say, you know, my parents live in Nevada County. They're from out of the area, uh, you know, concerned and those things. Uh, So so making sure, you know, all those are the the layers of that notification. Uh, But if you're in the advisory area, uh, you know, if, if you can pull up the map on the dashboard, put in your address, you'll see on the map, whether you're in an order or an advisory, if you're not technically uh, able to do that, with the internet's down, your your ability, you you can't get get on those things. Clearly, we understand that. Call 211, give them your address, and say which area am I in? Am I in a order? Am I in an advisory? Uh, that's the best way to to really be able to make sure that that you're staying in that situational awareness for yourself uh, and your families. Um, and as soon as you know, like I said, our our plan when we evacuate is to repopulate and and wanting to do that uh, as soon as possible, but as, as safe as possible. Uh, the last thing we wanna do is, is have people go back in and then be in, in any type of dangerous uh, situation for our, our first responders, for our, our suppression effort. That's our number one priority right now is to get this fire out and giving them the ability and the, and the space to be able to do that uh, it, it is critical for us. So uh, that, that, those are my last uh, few comments. You know, the, the move of the incident command Here from the Rood Center over to the to the fairgrounds. Uh, We talked about that a lot yesterday. Uh, If you were anywhere near this center parking lot. uh, You'd see why logistically we've just overrun uh, The the entire area and it's impacting um, just, you know, the the county services folks coming in uh, the the tight roadways all those different things. And, and, you know, we've got to be able to feed uh, firefighters and first responders out there. They need a heck of a lot more room. And, and putting them over there at the, the fairgrounds is the right thing to do. So we're seeing a lot of that movement. Uh, right now, we are not evacuating the Wayne Brown Correctional Facility. Uh, you know, I've got uh, close to 180 folks under our care and custody over there at, at, at our county jail. We are, we're, we're not evacuating the, uh, the area. Um, we've, we've been in contact with uh, making sure our incarcerated knows uh, and their families uh, know to, to make sure that we, we, we Get as much information out there for them as well, uh, and, and just working hand in hand incident command uh, with our firefighter uh, experts. And just a you know a huge shout out for our fire firefighters, both from uh, you know Cal Fire and Consolidated uh, Nevada City Grass Valley Fire Departments. All of our, our local folks here, Penn Valley, uh, Higgins, you know all up and down Paradelle, Chicago Park, just a. A, a huge amount of support and then when you you look at that mutual aid across the state and i know everybody's looking for resources uh, it, 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 it's it's truly amazing and, and so grateful to live here and work with uh with the the, the folks that we have on this team and uh, you know looking forward to being able to get everybody back in their homes
2: mm-hmm. All right. thank you and um, i would like to point out that the National Water Service has just issued a red flag warning for the area uh, for all of uh, Nevada County, a significant area that basically goes from Reading uh, down to South Lake Tahoe. And who is trying to share their screen?
4: Pascal, that's me, Lieutenant Jacobs.
2: Yeah. um, could, Could you just bump that off because I wanted to do something different there. uh there is a uh this red flag warning has now uh is extended until thursday at at 9 a.m and yes on the ready nevada county there you can you can see as well the the red flag warning that is also a shade and uh actually we had a few people that are asking that now everything is pink that does not mean that that is a mandatory evacuation that is the that is just the red flag warning so that's just to be precise for, for that. And um, I think we, we have to do another one uh, of these. We probably could uh, do one of these every day. And obviously, uh, we will have more capacity and we're going to have uh, the YouTube and Facebook feeds figured out ahead of time. And if there are more questions, we will repost a lot of the links that are that have been given. And again, when in doubt, two one one.
6: Hey, Pascal, just real quick. Uh, the one, a couple of questions I saw was, uh, Lake Vera has been drained and that's down at the camps, which mm-hmm. is I believe normal about this time of the year or shortly after. Um, so the camps didn't have any, um, campers this year because of COVID and so I'm going to try and get some information from them but it's my guess that that it's just time to drain that that lake and they pay for the water that supplies that lake from NID and with no money coming in I think that's probably what it is but I'll try and get an answer and pass it on to you today
2: yeah that would be yes because uh lake vera just for those who are not familiar uh with the area lake vera is also a very shallow lake that for example yes. could not could not be used by the helicopters to to dip out because really there's i think in the middle there is a channel that's maybe uh five or six feet deep but the rest it's um over the years there has been a lot of sedimentation so there's it's more of a, a wading pool
6: and right
5: Can I speak just really briefly to a few questions that are coming in as well? Um, We're getting a lot of questions and not just here, but um, throughout the week, we've been getting a lot of questions about how people can help. And um, I I just think it's an amazing community that we live in that so many people are evacuated and so many people are asking um, how they can be of service to others. And so I'm I'm grateful. Um, It's a little bit of a strange situation for us um, due to the pandemic so we're not able um, and Red Cross and uh, the county at the transition or I'm sorry at the temporary evacuation points are not able to take donations of goods or services volunteers right now Um, the Red Cross is sending volunteers we have county staff For people who want to help, I'll try and get more information about concrete ways. Um, We'll try to get that out to people. Concrete ways that you can be helpful. For now, my recommendation is to donate to the Red Cross. They're providing a lot of support for us here. Um, And then also, a lot of our local community based organizations that serve animals are involved right now in supporting our community. They're providing you know, they're providing food and crates and leashes and everything that animals need or that people need in order to take care of their animals while they're evacuated. So um, I would say support those organizations as well and reach out to them and see if there's ways that you can be helpful. And I'll try and get more information out because a lot of people are asking. So thank you.
2: Perfect. Thank you.
5: And... Sorry, we also did just get notification that the power is back on at the cooling center at Grass Valley Charter, so that will be open today from twelve to eight.
2: Perfect. Yes, and power has been restored to most of the uh, the areas that uh, I see uh, on the PG&E map. So that that was a a fast uh, outage, and again, everybody will try will try to do this again. uh, Hopefully. Once a once a day, because obviously there is a lot. There are a lot of people who need more information, want more information. And we all have to get familiar with the various platforms and where to find the information. So, uh, I would like to thank everybody: uh, Sheriff Moon, Ten Jacobs, the fire our fire marshal, our very own Terry McMahon, uh, Chief Estes, uh, Allison. Rachel, everybody, thank you, everybody, so much for being here. Again, apologies for the technical difficulties. We'll do better next time. Be safe, everybody.